Hello everyone, Scott Bruder, glory to God on the go. Matter of fact, I have a very awesome guest with me tonight. This is my wife, Hello. Suzanne. Hello. Hello. Hello everyone. Good to see you. I'm glad you're with us. Um, matter of fact, um, we're going to start tonight off with uh, a quick word from the Bible. We're going to do a little things different, and then I'm going to explain where we are and what we're doing. How's that? Good. You like that? Okay, so here we go. So, let's start with a good word from the Lord, right? Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He chooses to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. That is James 1, 16. Now, uh, being that this is glory to God on the go, right? Uh, this weekend, we are on the go. Yes, we are. Where are we? We are in uh, Kerrville, Texas. And where are we at? The Empty Cross. <laughs> we are. We are at the Empty Cross. And you're with us because this is glory to God on the go, right? Mm -hmm. So um, if you remember, uh, anything else you want to add to that? No, I'm good. All right. I'm good. So um, if you remember over the last several weeks, we've talked about the armor of God. And then we talked last week about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and uh, how we utilize the shield of faith to block all the flaming arrows of the evil one and how we fight the devil with the word of God. So we're gonna do that today as well. Mm -hmm. However, during those sessions, I also was mentioning how I was digging into James and Suzanne, Suzanne has been too, matter of fact. But what we're gonna talk about tonight is we're gonna talk about being, not only listening to the word, but being doers of the word. So by the way, you may hear kids and stuff, people talking around us, we can't help that because we're in a public place. Um, but this place is awesome. If you ever get to Kerrville, come to the Empty Cross. It's really cool. Come on, yes. come on. <laughs> so let's, um, let's get first uh, talking about James. And I'm gonna start right off with James 1, 2, 1, 1 basically. Right? Mm -hmm. And then you've got some things to add too, because you, you got great notes. So, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And any of you who lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, just getting blown and tossed by the wind that persons should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So don't be tossing around in the wind and in the sea, right? Now here's where it comes down to what we were talking about and what this particular glory to God is about. Oh, okay. I want to read this to you because we can all be listeners to the word. We can go to church, we can sit in our seats, and we can listen to the preacher preach. And then we leave church, and we go to lunch, and we do things we probably shouldn't be doing, or the rest of the week, 
uh, we wake up Monday and Monday night football comes on and we're drinking beer and doing all this and, and we're doing all the things that God chooses and, and, and asks us not to do as long as we are following him and his son, Jesus Christ. And so we kind of fall off for six days and then Sunday comes back around and we're a doer of the word or a listener of the word at least for an hour, an hour and a half at church, but then we don't do anything with it. So anything to add to that? No, there's just been, you know, times where you feel like you're out of go-go juice throughout the week and, um, you know, it's because you're not filling yourself up with the word. You're not letting the word wash over you. Mm -hmm. um, you're not renewing your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, you just wait, trying to make it to Sunday. And by the time you get to Sunday, you're so poodled out that it's like, okay, here we go. It's almost like a challenge or a chore to go to church. So we need to be in the word and let the word speak to us. And we hear the word and we say the word, but we do the word. Yes. Oh, gosh, that's good. See, she's going to be joining me many more times after this. I can lean on her a little bit. So here, here it goes. James 1.22. Do not merely, yeah, do not, <laughs> do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. That's what it says. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he look what he looks like. Well, that's kind of... How do you forget what you look like? But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, that was what Jesus came back for, to give us the not not take away from the law but give us new law in him right but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom jesus and continues in it the word not forgetting what they have heard but doing it they will be blessed in what they do so what does that mean doing the word um i like to wake up in the morning and and read the Word of God and ask Him, how can I apply what I just read to my life? It's a way to um, meditate on the Word, to think about what He wants, to um, grow in His image and like Him more and more and more. If He's ministering to you and speaking to you in the Word of God, mm -hmm. and you don't really understand it just yet, <laughs> but if you ask Him, Lord, show me, show me in the Word of God, what do you want me to do with this? How do I do this? How do I apply this to my life? And he will, um, he, he will show you, he will tell you, mm -hmm. and he will seek your heart. And the fact that you're just pouring out to him right then and there and asking him, he will, he will um, teach you and minister to you and provide for you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. You want to know how to do his word. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So. You know, one of the things that we add in our in our prayer in the morning is is um, we, we pray with each other every morning, every night, because we're doers of the word, um, and not that, that we're we're boasting because even Paul talks about I don't boast I boast about Jesus I don't boast about myself and the works that I do, um, but we do it because we need to, we need that in us. It takes us, it helps us. You know, we get visions and we get uh, dreams that God gives us. And a lot of times those dreams that he gives us tell us a story of maybe what's going to happen or it's a warning. Um, so we've got to be 
intently acute to what happens in our dreams and write them down when you wake up or record them on your phone or your notes or whatever. But we have to do that because you can't remember your dreams all the time. Uh, just last night I had a dream that um, uh, wax was being cleared out of my ears because I need to hear the Lord better. I need to hear the Holy Spirit better, right? Um, I, I try to hear him. I do hear him. I know I do, but he wants me to hear him better. So it was like sand pouring out of my ears. It was, it was crazy. I woke up and told her that too. But, <laughs> getting back to getting back to the, the, the what we do every night and every day, especially in the morning, is we ask the Lord to um, put someone in front of us that we can pray for, and that they may be struggling with something. It might be something uh, finances. It might be their marriage. It might be their kids. It might be school. It, it, whatever it is, um, their job. It doesn't matter. But if we can pray for someone and do what Jesus asked his apostles to do, which is to go out and heal the sick, um, uh, you know, pray, pray for people, heal the sick, uh, cast out demons, raise the dead. Great. Do the word. Because what did Jesus do when he was here on earth? Healed miracles, raised the dead, healed the, okay, healed the sick, casted out demons, of course. And one word, one word to that kid, he said, demon, come out of it. Bing! And then, um, uh, uh, what was his name? Legion. They were like, oh, do not come to us, and we know who you are, son of God. And he was like, get out of that man. And boom, he was out. Hundreds of demons in that guy. 6,000. 6,000. 6,000 demons in that guy. 6,000. Dude, that's crazy. So what did Jesus tell his disciples? What was it, 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 What did Jesus tell his disciples when when he was getting ready to up into up into heaven and take the right hand seat of the Father? Last paragraph of Matthew, Matthew twenty eight. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, "All authority has been given to me." in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things that i have commanded you and lo i am with you always to the end of the age amen so he told them to go mm -hmm. go and make disciples go get out break out mm -hmm. um spread the good news of the gospel um it's it's the good news of the gospel it's good to spread the good news of the gospel yep yep and now, obviously um that's what he asked us to do and that's part of doing the works that he asked mm -hmm. us to do right um now Having that type of faith in yourself, but having that type of faith that God has in you and you have in God also helps you with going out there and praying for people, um, healing the sick. Uh, you know, uh, celebration right now is in a, in, a, in a time, in a season where healings are going on like crazy and it is awesome yes. you know and you can see the miracles happen within people and it turns people around so um there are many churches right now that are that are doing the, the healing and, and the miracles they are doing the word mm -hmm. just like jesus asked 
So um, I want to throw in James 2. We're going to go to James 2 real quick and talk about faith and deeds, right? So I want to make sure we understand as we move through this. And then we've got some good uh, other examples of uh, people in the Bible doing the word, right? So it says in James 2, 14, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? That means, oh, I love Jesus. And then I do all the wrong things Monday through Saturday, right? Things I shouldn't be doing. Um, okay. Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed. Oh, good for you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm, I'm, I'm ad-libbing there a little bit. But does nothing about their physical needs. What good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Let me repeat, re repeat that. Let me repeat that since I'm here in Central Texas. We're going to repeat it. <laughs> That's okay. Don't cut that out. It's good. What good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, just believing in God, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So what do we do with that? Well, for instance, if you see someone that um, homeless, I mean, obviously prayer is definitely needed and required, but, you know, a blanket, mm -hmm. a bottle of water, mm -hmm. a sandwich, mm -hmm. you know, clothe them, feed them, mm -hmm. help them with what their need and desire is. And yes, definitely pray for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Matter of fact, not only pray for them, um, but, you know, give them five bucks. Let them go get something to eat. Right. Um, or if you've uh, like Suzanne and, and I actually in both of our vehicles, we have little care packages and it, it's it's not to make us feel good. It's just we want we want to help people. And if we get an opportunity where we can do that, then we're going to do that. We're going to give them a little care package. It's got a little deodorant. It's got a Bible in it. It's got some toothbrush, toothpaste. Um, it's got, um, what else has it got in it? It's got some It has um, a Billy, Billy Graham's pamphlet. Billy, Billy know, Graham's peace, pamphlet, yeah. Steps with Peace with God. Yep. And then um, a prayer of salvation. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, um, so, again, doers of the word. Each one of us are capable of being doers of the word. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through a few examples of some people that are doers of the word. How about that? Okay. Um, in Genesis 22, we're going to talk a little bit about Abraham. Holy moly. Now this guy, we all know who Abraham is. He's, he's the, the, the first Hebrew, right? And we learned just recently what the word Hebrew means. Now, he was the first Hebrew, and this name came out of nowhere, right? The word Hebrew means crossing over. God picked Abraham from Canaan, right? This is not a good area, um, and they weren't good people. But he picked Abraham to be the father of his children. He told him, you will have children more than there are stars in the sky. Generations after generations after generations, okay? So, in Genesis 22, 9... Um, we, we know about the story that God told Abraham that he was going to, uh, have to sacrifice Isaac, right? Mm -hmm. And Abraham's like, oh my gosh, this is my only son with Sarah, my wife who couldn't have children until she was like 90. Right. And so, uh, 
then they had they he said nope you're gonna have to do it i'm testing your faith right so um so we got a bunch of loud kids behind us that's awesome because they're here right they're experiencing the empty cross right so that's right so the good thing about all that and there they go that's awesome and so what happened with abraham was god told him to sacrifice his kid so he said okay i'm gonna do what god tells me i'm gonna do the word the word is god god is the word right so john one says that so he's gonna go do it he gathers him up takes him to the mountain where where god had pointed him to and when they reached the place this is genesis 22 uh, 9 when they reached the place god had told him about abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it he bound his son isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son but the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything. My God, yes. my God angel voice. <laughs> now, I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. That's what God was telling Abraham. He's like, he's like right here, just, he's ready to do it. Just stop, right? Oh my gosh. So Abraham looked up and there in the thicket, he saw a ram caught by its horns. Who provided it? God. God provided the ram. He provided the sacrifice. And that was the first sacrifice to God that carried on the other sacrifices all the way up until the lamb, the unspotted lamb, the, 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 the lamb that we now call our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's why we don't have to sacrifice animals anymore. Okay? So, yeah, thank God. So that was a good one. What was another good one? We have um, Onea, uh, Noah. Oh, oh yeah, Noah. Uh, Genesis 5.32. Boom. Let's go to that one. What? We all know the story about Noah. If you don't know the story about Noah, you've been living in a cave. The story of Noah. Sand in their ears. Uh, wax. <laughs> wax in their ears. That's right. But what was what did what did God tell Noah to do? Build an ark. Build an ark. Mm -hmm. And everyone around there said, "Bro, you are crazy. We live in the desert. It is never. You're never. It's why, never rain. Why are you going to build a boat? That's crazy." But that's what God told him to do. So he did the word. And he built a hundred, hundred yards. Yeah, hundred yards, basically. It's no, huge. Three, it's 300 yards. Yeah, it's It's a huge, huge boat. Football they call field. it the ark, right? Yeah. So, longer. Yeah, longer than a football field. So he built the ark. And then God summoned the animals two by two. And they came in and they got in the ark. And, and, and he, he, he said to him, he will, he will comfort us in the labor and painful toil of our hands because by the ground... The Lord has cursed. That's because everybody on this earth was so crummy. God said, I'm done with all y'all. Very wicked. Yes, I'm cleansing this earth. Y'all are gone. But Noah, you and your sons and their wives and your wife, build the ark. That's right. So they did the word. God was very grieved back then. <laughs> God, they, they did the word. Oh, Ananias. So if you... Um, that's in Acts, right? Acts 9. So the story of Ananias. Now, this is a different Ananias if you think about the one who stole from the, the, the apostles. Um, 9.10. Acts 9.10. So go to Acts 9.10, and we're going to listen to about Ananias. Now, 
everybody knows who uh, Paul was. Paul wrote most of the New Testament, right? Um, before Paul wrote the New Testament, he was a persecutor of Christians. And matter of fact, he um, had Christians killed, had them imprisoned, uh, was just was not liking the Jesus followers. Okay. So um, back then they called him Jesus followers. Um, so he would, uh, when he was on the road to Damascus to go capture and kill Peter, right? The rock. On the road to Damascus, he was met by a, a, a nice guest. Yeah, a bright light. A bright light. And a thunderous voice. And Jesus manifested himself right there to Saul. His name was Saul. And told him, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul was like, who are you? Who are you? And then he realized, oh my gosh, this is the Lord. And he says, I want you to go to Damascus and you're going to meet a guy named Ananias. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and he said, but until then, you are not going to be able to see. So he put scales over his eyes and he, his, his, the guys that were with him were like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? You're freaking out. He was like, I can't see. And so he blinded him. Right. Mm -hmm. So then they went to Damascus. He didn't eat or drink for three days. Okay. And then God, Jesus, goes to Ananias, manifests himself in front of Ananias and says, what? Yeah, there's, go. Go, go. <laughs> there's a man named Saul of Tarsus and they're right. waiting for you. You know, he wants you to, uh, you need to go and baptize him. You need to go and minister to him. That's right. And tell him about me. And tell him, yes, and tell him about me. And Ananias uh, was not really excited. <laughs> not at all. Because... Saul had just left his house trying to kill his family. Yeah. So Ananias is questioning, you know, well, Lord, uh, this man just basically left my house, my yeah. family, yeah. trying to persecute us. Yeah. And you want me to go now go lay hands on him. That's right. That's right. Yes. Go. Yeah. So next thing you know, um, Ananias is like, I don't want to do that, Jesus. I'm not, I'm not, this guy's trying to kill us. He's trying to kill all of us, all of us followers of our Lord and Savior. And he said, you got to do it. So Ananias did the word. He went, I'm sure a little begrudgingly, right? Sure. But he went, he went, and he went and met Saul and healed Saul. And then Saul asked and said, I need to be baptized. Please help me. I need to be baptized. And so Ananias took him to the river and baptized him. And next thing you know, Saul becomes Paul, one of the greatest disciples of doing the word. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This guy was so into doing the word, he ended up getting his head cut off because he did the word so much. So, um, ooh, <laughs> so this is another good one. So we're going to talk a little bit about Peter um, and we're going to stay in Acts. Okay. And we're going to move over to Acts 10, 9. <clears throat> so Peter had a vision and talk about doing the word. Peter, Peter was, he was kind of a, he was kind of a tough guy. Um, and very stubborn, um, liked to do things his way. Uh, but when Jesus came to him and asked him to drop his nets and come with him, he didn't hesitate. No. He hesitated actually meeting Jesus. But then when he realized who he was, he was like, bro, I got your back. I'm there. They immediately dropped their nets. Immediately dropped their nets and went with him. Went to go do the word is basically what happened, right? 
many people are called to do the word and they just drop everything they're doing and they go do the word, right? And that's just awesome. Matter of fact, that's super awesome, by the way. So, our I'm, spiritual mama. Our spiritual mama. <clears throat> so, I'm gonna read a little bit of this, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. It's getting a little dark, and we want to see more of this place. <laughs> so, um, yes, Peter. So about noon the following day, this is in Peter ten nine. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up onto the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners, kind of like a parachute, right? <clears throat> it contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoken to him a second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times and immediately uh, that uh, the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, see, God gives us visions while we're sleeping and, and taking naps and things like that. Sometimes you can be just sitting there just thinking about something and he gives you a vision, right? While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. So get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to them, I am the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The man replied, we have come from Cornelius, the centurion. Now, that's a Roman soldier, right? He's not a Jesus believer. He, but... He is a righteous and good-fearing man, good-fearing man, God-fearing man, sorry, who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the man into the house and his guests. So what happens after this? And it's about to start right But the next day, it does start right. The next day, or on that day, Peter did the word. Peter baptized Cornelius. Not only baptized Cornelius, but baptized his whole family. Right. And what happened right, right after that? You remember? So Cornelius stood up on his feet and he started praying in the spirit. And just whatever his spirit tongue was. And oh, his whole family started praying in the spirit. And bushes of wind came through his house. Just like it's windy right now. Holy Spirit. Right? It's a, and so... And so Cornelius was blessed not only with the baptismal, just like Jesus got baptized, but he got blessed with the Holy Spirit. Folks, if the whole yeah, a Gentile. If the Holy Spirit is moving through you, don't let anything hold you back from doing the work. It'll have his blessing and his anointing on it. Absolutely. It'll be something that you can't even comprehend. But if you'll just step out in faith, stepping out is the action. Mm -hmm. That's the faith that's showing that, you know, okay, God, I hear you. I may not know everything mm -hmm. and all the steps and all the pieces of the story, but I'll go ahead and step forward. And as soon as you step forward, he will realize you are responding. Yes. Respond to the word. Like your hair is responding yes, to the it's wind. Responding to the wind. <laughs> so, uh, so first, 
you're going to continue to see more glory to God on the go. And uh, we are excited about doing this together. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so you're going to see a lot more of the brooders. And uh, you're going to see a lot more places. Uh, and we're, we're just excited that you get to join us on these travels and on our sojourney, right? So I just ask that uh, each of you that watch this, um, if you're not going to church, get into a good church. If, yes. if the least thing you can do is find a good church online and watch it. Go to TBN. I don't know what channel it is on the system that you have, but there's always good church going on on Sunday mornings, okay? Um, find a, find a, a good mentor uh, to help you get through and, and, and learn the Bible. Get into the Bible every day. <clears throat> Renew your mind. Yeah. Shift and transform your mind so that you can be more like Christ and walk in His footsteps in the sand, right? Uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to pray for all of you out there. So, Lord, I come to you right now, and I ask that for anybody out there that is that is hurting of, of an injury, um, or they might have been in an accident, or they might have some type of an addiction, or 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 some type of disease, or or something that was um, uh, uh, bestowed on them by words of hatred or something like that, Lord. I just ask that you heal them right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That you put your healing hands right on their shoulders and let them feel the Holy Spirit work down their spine, work down their, their body, work through their body, through their hearts. Turn hard hearts into soft hearts, Lord, so they can hear you. Clear the, ax, uh, the wax out of their ears, Lord, so they can hear you. We thank you for all the blessings, all the mercy, and all the grace that you show us that we do not deserve. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So get into a good church. Uh, find some good people to, to, to read the Bible with. Get into a good Bible study group or a good men's group, good woman's group, good you know combo group, family group. Bring your kids with you because you need to raise your kids in the word. And, I, and, and man, if I would have known that years ago. We'd oh, be, yeah, yeah it would be great. Oh, yeah, save you a lot of trouble. Save, yeah, save you a lot of Train trouble. Train up a child now. That's Train. Right. Train. Train up a child now. That's right. Good, good <laughs> work. Good work. Yeah. So we love you guys. Uh, we hope you all have a great evening. We hope you have a great weekend. We hope you have a great week. And uh, we just hope Jesus bestows all your blessings and all the grace to you. Hey, like us on Facebook. Share us with all your friends and family. You never know. You could be planting a seed, right? Thanks a lot. God bless you. This is the Brooders. Glory to God on the Amen. go. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye.